0: Look! Look uh, at the size of this Jetfire guy. He's like he's at least like uh, three price points above Chrome. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, break, Yeah, the value of their soul is how much their their
0: Transformer figure <laughs> costs. Chromia's a deluxe. Damn it! That motherfucker, Jetfire is a Commander class. Motherfucker's expensive.
1: Yeah, you can't just break him.
0: Think about all. We the got re. Think of the resale value. He's not mint in box, but you know he is complete. Too much energy. Hooray! Your Silverbolt. <laughs> <laughs> greats come with a warranty? Blah 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 Beast Wars once and for all. Ah! Uh, Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no energon.
1: What yeah. are you, a Quintus on? This is no energon. Fuck it. I I can't. Sigma sh- balls, Gary. Huh? <laughs> hey. Not Earth Risers.
0: Ah! Greetings Earthrisers! Welcome to Too Much Energon, the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars, coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on planet Energon, on the Siege. When your hosts And getting
1: high on those sweet, sweet Energon crystals, it's your other host, NeoCal.
0: Uh, other than uh, getting high on the aforementioned energon crystals, what's uh, what's going on this week, Cal? How are we doing? I am
1: uh, recovering from being a pale porcelain doll in the sun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I've got. I am particularly like freckly, so I need to stay away from the death laser in the sky um i'm just waiting for the sun to open up as unicron so i can like be the old man yelling yelling at clouds being like i told you <laughs> um, yeah, but this... i don't think i'm gonna win that like 2022 like apocalypse bingo <laughs> anytime soon
0: right let me How tell you <laughs> well uh for um for american listeners which as i've said before i've seen the data it's most of you uh in canada we had a little um Speaking of ap- uh, apocalyptic events, uh, we had a little uh, nationwide kerfuffle the other day here. Um, one of our big uh, telecom companies, uh, Rogers Media, they, they provide cell phones uh, to all of Canada. They provide uh, home phone and television and internet to uh, Eastern Canada. And they also supply service to a number of, well, essential services, including uh, uh, our BC ferry system, which we live on an Island. It's kind of essential, mm-hmm. uh, service Canada, which is our, uh, our. Government business and uh, a little thing here we call the, the interact network, which is a uh, Canadian o-
1: interact network.
0: The interact, <laughs> the interact network is a Canadian only, uh, payment processing system. Uh, it's been around since the early nineties. It was quite revolutionary when it was first introduced. Um, I, Basically it allows you to it allows you to uh charge things to your bank card in a store. Yep. Like just right away uh without the use and like we call them debit cards here what we call debit cards what and what uh people in the US call debit cards are very different things I believe in the US oh. uh, a debit card is essentially a um uh what we call a debit visa which is all debit cards now. But anyway uh, payment processing system lets you use, uh, charge things to your bank account instantly uh, in stores. Uh, well, the, um, yeah, the Interact network uh, was also provided by uh, uh, Rogers somehow. So when recently uh, Rogers uh, service went completely dark all across Canada.
1: So Tigatron hacked into Rogers mainframe. Right. It's all lawnmower man mode and like severed the severed uh, Roger's network from its power source.
0: Right. So uh, people didn't have cell service. People didn't have internet. Uh, people didn't have uh, the ability to phone 911. I heard that. Yeah. And it's like, I was lied
1: to then because I was told that 911 will always work even when you don't have cell service because it uses other providers towers and it uses like local it it does whatever it can to like reach out and try to 911
0: yeah i guess that was bullshit i I guess that was bullshit um so that uh yeah that that was a a big thing uh that um a lot of people online were like and in person were complaining about the uh lack of ability to like use their cell phones, which you know is fair. And like Rogers like people
1: and, use their cell phones as phones?
0: What? Or or even just like using them, period, like for uh like data, like browsing yeah. the internet and that kind of thing. Um funny enough, I had uh I, I recently changed providers to a uh to to well not Rogers, but one of the companies that they own, one of their subsidiaries, Fido.
1: A dog themed.
0: Yes, subsidiary. Uh, I, too,
1: subsidiary. am on, on the dog-themed Fido network.
0: So I used to be on a uh, local uh, uh, provider uh, called uh, Freedom Mobile, which I recently uh, switched over to Fido because where I'm living in the rural area that I'm currently living, uh, I, my service is spotty at best, and when it's there, it's... Uh, well, I'm roaming constantly. Oh, hooray! So I switched over to Fido. But here's the thing I had forgotten to cancel my ser- my freedom service. So when my uh, Fido went down completely, uh, I was just able to pop in my old uh, SIM card and bada bing bada boom, I had cell service again. But the real pain in the ass though, was that uh, was, was the inability to use our uh, interact cards, which um, was problematic for, for me in particular well, for everyone, but it was also problematic for me because it meant, oh shit, how am I going to eat lunch at work today?
1: Young man, are you telling me that you could not simply use cash on hand like the rest of us boomers, or a credit card like the rest of us responsible millennials?
0: Well, had no cash on me, credit cards were maxed out. Uh, I did figure out a uh, uh, workaround, though, and want to express a Big uh, debt of gratitude to them uh, for uh, sending me money through PayPal, which I was then able to load onto one of my prepaid Visa cards because Visas were still working.
1: I only know Visas, which is why I mentioned the credit card thing. I only know Visas were working because I big dumbed and went through like a drive through somewhere. And I was like, yeah, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) I just went through this drive through and I'm like, wait. Oh, the drive-through was so fast. There was nobody like ahead of me, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm dumb." And then I'm like, sheepishly, just hand over Visa, and it like worked. And I was like, "Oh, hooray!" (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Saved by saved by credit. Happy go lucky Uh, wins uh, wins again. uh, Anyway, so the reason why I brought this up is because I uh, well. We're talking about uh doomsday bingo uh, when this happened and all of this shit like this outage at which Rogers has still not explained um, this outage uh, ha- occurred over the course of like it was like 24 hours. This was not like this. This was not a uh, short period of time for people's phones and uh, uh, I bank was going cards to, to say
1: work. it felt longer than a day. Yeah, this shit was going on. Do You, do but, you know exactly how how long it happened?
0: It happened in the middle, like very early in the morning. Like it went, it went out like super early in the morning at like, um, like two in the morning or something like that. Right. And then it was out until early the next morning. Like they, I think they got it back up at around like 6 AM the following day. So it was over 24 hours.
1: Yeah. But a whole, whole day where the internet and, uh, phones at nine one one and everything just kind of
0: like shut and, down and bank cards <laughs> and bank cards the, the bank cards oh, was weird the, was the big thing and uh as you all know i i work at a grocery store and i was working that day while it was going on as i mentioned and uh i also worked the following day and let me tell you the following day was an absolute shit show so i was fucking, going to so ask. fucking busy like it was uh Uh, It was the busiest day that I've had thus far at my my new job. If it wasn't for social media and friends and yourself
1: and everyone talking about it, I have my head in the sand slash live under a rock to the point where if nobody had mentioned it on Discord or like Facebook or anything, I might not have noticed because I, I do things kind of like I... I put on my like hazmat suit, or, like pull my <laughs> Chinese assault rifle out, put on my gas mask, and I go out into the scavenge lands like once a month. And I'm like, back off, you assholes! And yeah. I gather like supplies, and then I like come back home after spending like a couple hundred dollars
0: on on groceries, and then
1: I don't leave you that
0: go house all, again. You go all Metro 2033 on everyone. Yeah, I go Metro 2033. Yeah, back off. <laughs> i don't
1: where the currency becomes bullets right
0: <laughs> oh, bingo uh, uh apocalypse bingo um yeah that's so that's why i brought all of that up yeah. is because <laughs> all that was going on i was like and like i've been uh doom saying for the past like two and a half years now oh yeah uh, Great, uh, fun. So, yeah 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 uh i've been saying yeah the you know the the world this is the this is the beginning of the the world like coming to an end and i'm like huh Cell phones, payment processing, 911, all of that shit just doesn't work now. I'm like, it just added fuel to that fire for me. If
1: you had told somebody that that could even happen for a day across a whole nation, uh, many people would take that bet against you.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, you were saying uh, uh, doomsday bingo. Yeah, doomsday bingo. I mean, like, what else? Um
1: Oh man, I took a stroll down um, your old stomping grounds on a on a certain tent street. <laughs> recently, tent street, yep. Um, there's a lot of tents going on. Uh, per a uh, very like pro, like multi tent like tarp fixtures. I'm like they have like homeless engineers out here <laughs> because like goddamn, like <laughs> some of these living spaces are look pretty cozy.
0: Uh, something um, I always used to say when I worked at my old job, never underestimate uh, junky ingenuity. Yeah.
1: And it's so weird because um, <laughs> I went by and I was like, there's a save on foods here? Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 And so like, they're clearly trying to gentrify the area, right? Make it um, uh, middle class, like housing, but like with shops on the first floor and and that yep. kind of thing um and so that private security can be around and they can kind of like push like the homeless problem out um yeah they've been doing that's that in not down- working
0: <laughs> no it's not they've been doing that in victoria for the past few years now and uh it, it's funny to see the um the the ads uh like the websites for like these new buildings that are going up and like the way they talk about it it's like luxurious living de- uh right in the heart of uh, uh British Columbia capital.
1: capital, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: They, they like talk it up so much, and um, it's like, oh, yeah, this building on uh Johnson Street, right? On the, the this new building that you're putting up that you're charging, it's a like
1: photoshopped building of what it will look like, yeah. and I'm like, if that was an actual photo, there'd be 300 feet of tents
0: outside there, right? And it's like, uh, yeah, so it's like, huh so they, they like the websites and the ads it's like are, are like talking these buildings up and it's like uh only only two million dollars for a one-bedroom condo deep in the beautiful downtown of uh our uh, british columbia's provincial capital never and, drive again yeah yeah and luxurious living and blah blah and it's like yeah that uh that building is on the the corner of uh quadra and johnson uh like literally one block away from uh from crack central <laughs> victoria i had a friend that lives across the
1: street from that building that's that's going up yeah that finished like 6 years ago or something boy howdy let me tell ya they uh they sold tried to sell that fast right it's like hmm screaming junkies all night ambulance yep. siren sirens going Yep, police sirens like going. Not really in the brochure, huh? Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. Uh, no, no, it's not. And um, uh, from what I from what I've seen of that building too, the building in particular that I'm talking about, because it is finished now. Uh, most of it's still vacant. All the like the the ground level like like retail space that they that they've set up. No businesses have moved in there. I.
1: Sure, someone will be jumping to pay seven thousand dollars a month in rent to put their shop up there
0: <laughs> and have to deal with uh the uh a certain clientele coming in and shoplifting and berating and assaulting uh their staff members. Not only seven thousand
1: dollars a man- month, but you have to hire your own security. Yeah, it's well, like, why, why, do, why does this like a gift shop like? Got like its own security guard, like outside, huh?
0: Oh, that's why. Yeah, and here we are. And here we are. Uh, anyway, this is uh, episode eighty-nine of Too Much Energon, and uh, this week we are talking about War for Cybertron: Earthrise, Chapter One. Uh, it uh, originally, uh, at, along with the it, all six episodes of uh, or chapters of War for Cybertron: Earthrise, it debuted on Netflix on December thirtieth, twenty twenty.
1: 2020 baby um and for anybody like being like man like why would all of this stuff is like kind of despair i live in despair i don't want to hear you talk about it all that much it's kind of relevant uh because a certain power outage happened on cybertron in the last uh in the last part of the war for cybertron um that uh power outage uh That was the, I was going to say the Predacons. That's the Decepticons' fault. Right. And um, they seem to be bitching about that now. And I'm like, what did you, what did you guys think was? uh," And uh, Megatron's just like, Prime. And I'm like, no, no. (laughs) You you don't get to forget about what you did last week. Rogers was shut down by Shockwave last week and now you don't get to shake your fist (laughs) for doing this or am i am i confused what i wanted to kick off was with are they shutting down these sectors because they had powered everything off trying to destroy the alpha trion protocols or is it because the all spark is gone
0: it's because the all has gone so um okay megatron was kind of right he um and so uh, I'll, I'll get into start breaking down the episode uh, uh in just a minute here but megatron was kind of right in the sense that uh prime uh removing the Allspark from cybertron is killing the planet and so what project yeah, nemesis course. and so what project nemesis is and we'll find out in later episodes so spoilers i guess but if you're oh they don't
1: really mention it do they they just uh, they, like
0: hint at it they keep mentioning Project Nemesis. Um, they need power. Because because the planet's dying, they need power, to draw power from all these various sectors in order to power this uh, mysterious Project Nemesis. Uh, mm. spo- spoilers, it's a ship. So they can leave. Because the planet's dying. <laughs> Big, <clears throat> fat, like, um, like,
1: uh, what, are the, what is it called? Colony ship. Um, one of those self-sustaining ships in sci-fi, um, colony ship, um,
0: a colonization vessel, yeah. colonization vessel. Um,
1: uh, I can't remember all my sci-fi terms, but basically like something completely un- unheard of so that they can escape the dying planet.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so the, ep- the episode opens at, um, uh, one o- at like, uh, some kind of facility and, uh, we see a seeker like just chilling out on a on some platforming, and he gets sniped. Yeah, it's it's sniped by uh. Well, actually, we don't see yet who it is, but it's Chromia. She's the uh. She's I mean, the sharp She's the sharpshooter of the Autobots.
1: It's not anybody else. <laughs> it, it's
0: not anybody else. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a couple more seekers go and visit. Uh, uh, character who is being held a prisoner. Uh, I believe his name is uh, Scrapface. Yeah, Scrapface. Hmm. Uh, his name I don't think is mentioned in the episode, but I was on the TF wiki and uh, it mentions his name is uh, Scrapface. He is okay, a, re- okay. he's a redeco and slight retooling of uh, refractor.
1: Impactor?
0: No, no, refractor.
1: Compactor?
0: Riff Raff? Riffraff or <laughs> Riffraff. Er, Riff
1: Raff <laughs> from uh fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: Which I've never seen.
1: And I never will. Well, every single time I-, I hear that, I'm always like that's that's actually surprising.
0: <laughs> I-, I never will watch it because it's just been uh I've known you have put up
1: with dozens of individuals that have been like, "Oh man, you got to see it!" Damn, being like a being a turn of the 2010s, like millennial, when everybody's starting to become allies and getting woke and like watching classics and uh, things that uh, were pioneering uh, LGBTQ acceptance. I in college particularly and especially you we never fucking heard the end of oh you gotta watch rocky horror picture show
0: yeah especially me um uh being in a lot of uh script writing classes and uh which were either comprised of uh people who wanted to be uh writers uh playwrights or screenwriters uh which is the camp that i fell in to or uh Theater kids, actors who thought that they could write. And let me tell you, um actors generally not good writers. <laughs> I'm not saying like I'm I, I'm a great writer myself or anything like that. In fact, I'm I, I'm competent enough. I I this, this competent
1: sounds... enough to know that you're competent.
0: I, I'm a competent enough writer. I'm not a great writer. What I am really good at is uh, structure. I, I've long thought that if had I actually gotten into the, uh, the business of screenwriting professionally, I probably would have been a script doctor more than anything. Mm. Like I probably never would have sold an original screenplay or maybe like one or two and you also career...
1: would never be out of work <laughs> <Never> been, yeah <laughs> my, my, let me I, tell you
0: <laughs> my career would just would just have been uh, as a script doctor i have no doubt because i understood structure like i i could strike right? i could write really well structured stories even if the stories or the themselves were eh, and the characters were kind of eh.
1: you understand um, structure god dang it
0: i do uh, screenplays are very very structured uh, beasts
1: and i've said it before and i'll say it again war for cybertron is well structured come at me <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh but but yeah anyway uh the so uh I I was surrounded by uh, a lot of theater kids who uh, all had clearly just discovered Rocky Horror Picture Show within the past like year or two. So they were like really, really amped about it. And most of them were just absolutely insufferable. That's the thing is I had way too many like uh, people that I just didn't really like constantly like telling me, oh, my God, you need to watch Rocky Horror. Yeah. And so. uh
1: so it's like out of principle. It's just like I don't like, like any of you. I exactly. And now I associate this movie with the 50 people during my college years that I didn't fucking like. Yeah. And it's like caving if I go in <laughs> like watching it. It's it's admitting that that I don't hate them. It's not that the movie's good or not. Right. It's that it's it's a matter of principle. God damn it.
0: <laughs> yep. So that will um yeah, I uh, mark my words. I will never watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's uh, there you go. It, it's on record now that this audio is out there in, in into the world. Uh, this is uh, that the the video version. Cancel is on siege twenty
1: twenty two.
0: Cancel. Oh my god. Um. Oh, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll we'll get back to this in uh in we'll get back to uh, a war for Cybertron in just a second. The, the jordan peterson speech speaking of canceling <laughs> uh i feel
1: okay so very quick preempt um i had been on board with the rise and fall of like him and i've never been like oh he's the best but i've always been in the field for transparency sake where well whoa, well whoa, whoa, wait wait he He's not so bad because like he's saying this and he, he he has trans fans and like this and that. And somewhere along the line, right? And I acknowledged, I'm like, oh, I don't agree with his certain like values or whatever. Oh, he's really good at debate. And somewhere along the line, he started realizing his audience was conservative and started changing his takes completely. Right and started giving in to anti-intellectualism where he started backtracking on progressive things he had changed his mind about. And like, man, that rant, where he's like pretending to be dumb and he's like, oh, like she slash he slash they, oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, just, well, how are we supposed to know? And he's acting like uh, confused about it. And I'm like, you, what the, what what is so, oh he's doubling down okay okay he, he's found his audience and he is becoming um a very so he, uh, extreme version of his uh, appealing to his audience and i'm like i just dis- i disown anything i had said in the past i hate the dude i i can't believe he he put his foot down on that doubled down on that shit and it's embarrassing to ever say that like he, he had some reasonable points in the past.
0: Uh, yeah, I, 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 get what you're saying. And, uh, yeah. I, 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 commend you for, for acknowledging that, but the reason why I brought him up. So for anyone unaware, so, uh, yeah, uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, transphobic piece of shit. Uh, yeah, he, he's weird, weirdly obsessed with, uh, um, uh, Ellen. Uh, Elliot Page. Elliot
1: Page. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say Ellen DeGeneres, and I'm like,
0: <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> yeah, he's weirdly, uh, he, he's weirdly obsessed with uh, uh, Elliot Page's recent uh, uh, gender uh, affirmation surgery that he had, which is weird. Um, but anyway, so he, uh, Jordan Peterson got uh, banned from Twitter recently for his like, uh, because he put out like a tweet that. Uh, I don't even remember what the tweet was, it's but such it was
1: high. <laughs> it was something...
0: basically like, <laughs> oh, like e- Elliot. Pre- I think they uh, dead named them, um... <laughs> uh, which is a violation of Twitter's uh, terms of service.
1: Uh, and it's one thing if you're like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. But no, no, you don't get to play ignorance here. You you were purposely yeah, dead yeah, naming he, somebody.
0: He knew what he was doing. So he got banned from it and oh, it was uh,
1: orchestrated. He wanted to be.
0: Yeah, he he got banned for it, and he released this video uh, of him, like, sitting, just sitting in a dark room, staring at the camera, uh, giving a... It's so well-produced! It is well-produced! It feels like
1: it was made before his tweet. I'm super sus,
0: man. (laughs) Um, uh, Anyway, so he, he straight up, like, comes across as, like, a Bond villain. And uh, it's this big, like, 14-minute-long monologue where he is basically just, like, shit-talking uh, so-called, like, woke culture and all of that. Um, the Marxist left! <laughs> but the video uh, ends with him say looking at the camera and saying, Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. <laughs> and the Up internet yours just... Up
1: woke moralists. We'll
0: see who cancels who. <laughs> He kind of does sound like Kermit too oh, and so that's the a long running fucking <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> and so the, I'd never actually heard him speak like I knew, Lobsters. I, knew uh, I but i never I'd never actually heard him speak until this uh the this like manifesto that he this video manifesto that he released went I'm far. so glad that you
1: kind of uh avoided any shit with him uh before any of this
0: um. So the the internet uh, just like took just took his up yours woke moralist thing. Wait, somebody just,
1: edited it really well, green screened it. Boom, memeified that shit.
0: Yeah, it, and it, it's fantastic. Some of the some of them are just so hilarious. My personal favorite one is from the the Batman Arkham games, where you know when you die in those games, like the camera will like fade to black. It will like transition to to black and then you'll just get a shot of like one of the super villains like looking at the camera shit talking batman <laughs> so it's a shot of like batman like falling off of a building or something and dying and it like does that transition and then it cuts to the up yours woke
1: moralist <laughs> we'll see who cancels who my favorite and um if my friend ryan ever ends up like watching this um he's the person my friend that reached out to me that was like yeah i've watched all your beast wars like stuff. And I'm like, oh wow, thanks, man. Um oh, okay. huge fan of Metal Gear, like, way more than me. Way, way more than me. Has played every game in and out from beginning to end, like hundred percent of them. Like he's right, he's right on board. And um, boy oh boy, would he really enjoy uh that one you showed me
0: where Ryan's like naked, a gamer to surpass Siege himself. <laughs> <laughs> They, they do exist <laughs>
1: um, and what was it yeah it was Raiden when he's like naked and he's right. like running running around like covering his like junk and the little brr, brr,
0: yeah at the comes end in. it's the bit at the end of Battle Gear Solid 2 when um, uh, Raiden is naked inside Arsenal gear and GW he, you've already found out that the colonel and like everyone he's been talking to are just this AI GW and GW is on the fritz yeah so he so in the game, he keeps, like, uh, GW, as the Colonel, keeps radio Codec calling uh, Raiden while he's running around naked, um, just se- sending, like, increasingly more bizarre messages. Yeah, and uh,
1: this one, it's just, like, Colonel, or whatever. And it's, like, it, it cuts to a very well-edited... Um, codec screen, yeah. Codec screen, yeah, and it's got um, fucking Jordan Peterson being all, like, so I made a recent controversial tweet. And Raiden's like, what did you say?
0: <laughs> Up your <laughs> moralist. We'll see who cancels who. That, that one's my second favorite. I also really like the uh, the Castlevania, a symphony of the night oh,
1: one. <laughs> gold. And I understand the, the whole, like, oh, like, all publicity is good publicity. But, like, we, we live in the end times, man. But, give us, give us some, we, we gotta get something to live for.
0: This is taking uh, something that a really shitty person released with um, malicious intent and ma- just making a mockery of it. Yeah, I am 100% on board with it. Making a oh, yeah. mockery of it in very, like, humorous ways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which, I am all board with that. Uh, we'll anyway. see
1: who cancels who, and it's like, were you cancelled? Because like, like, you're your your video got shared around like everywhere even even being off twitter oh the anti-intellectualism that he's embracing and i i I didn't know this until after all this shit. but he's got like a uh conservative uh podcast and Mm -hmm. man he's doubling down on all like the the alt-right like shit like pretending he doesn't understand like trans stuff and it's like in an affront. front and i'm like this is opposite of shit that like he used to say so it's like right you're you're dumb man you're all all of it's for money yep he's going where the money is yeah let like the-, the freedom convoy ran by rhinox up here in the uh the red and white great white north
0: yeah, let the let the record show that on too much energy. On we, uh, the, the the consensus here, I I think I can speak for for Cal on this one. And when I say uh, fuck Jordan Peterson, fuck that guy,
1: yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, and again, like
1: I had said, like maybe a couple of years ago, I would have been like, oh, uh, I don't like him, but and uh, like oh, I, he's libertarian, and I don't agree. No, not anymore. It's just like no, you made a choice, mm-hmm. you. You're, and uh, I think for me uh, a big uh, what the fuck, no dude no, now you're now you're a piece of shit was um, when he posted um, uh, uh, um, Sports Illustrated, and there was the plus size model. Oh yeah, front, and he had said something like, "Wow, like uh, I guess like the." F- I'm paraphrasing. I guess the fatties can, like, make Sports Illustrated now or we can, like, promote, like, unhealthy like, lifestyles and body types or something like
0: that. Yeah, he, and he I said was like th- said something along the lines of, like, uh, this is, no, no matter how much the, uh, uh, like, no matter how much diluted tolerance or whatever, like, this is not this this is not hot or something like that. I'm also like the
1: image of health and beauty or some stupid shit like that. It's like, I see what you're doing. Okay. Well, which I enjoy those redneck dollars and the uh, Republican uh, funding and money being shoveled at you
0: To I've seen that sports illustrated uh, swimsuit cover in store. Uh, That model is uh, quite hot. Can't remember what her name is, but shout out to her. Mm hmm. Uh, anyway, so speaking...
1: that's that's us. That's our rent.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, shout uh so a couple of Seekers go into this. Uh, we're, we're back talking about Earthrise.
1: We're back talking about Earthrise. I'm sure we're going to edit that and just put it in a preamble. Definitely.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's totally what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, what's happening here? We got a, a, a base going on here.
0: Yeah, so a couple of seekers go <laughs> into this like base and uh we we get to meet uh Scrapface. Again, he's not mentioned by name, but TF Wiki says this guy is Scrapface, so that's where we're gonna go with. Yeah. They're like, uh, and so they come they're coming to like take him away, and he's like, But I'm a loyal Decepticon! Like like why? What did I do? And so uh uh our heroes show up, uh or uh we 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 get it uh, reintroduced to our heroes, uh Elita One, Red Alert, and Chromia, and uh Jetfire. And or uh, no, it's just the the three of them here. Uh and no, I'm conflating anyways, two, anyways I'm conflating two scenes. The, anyways, they, the, they, the good the auto- guys
1: the good and, guys and, bust out the prisons, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, there's two very similar scenes in there the are. episode where like they're uh Waiting to like storm a base, basically.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, but-
0: I, I, I'm conflating the two. Anyway, the Autobots show up. Yeah. They fight the Seekers. They rescue Scrapface and the other Decepticons. And Elita is, and they're like, What? Why are, you, why are you, you're Autobots. Why are you saving us? And Elita's just like, Just get out of here. Doesn't matter. Go. Go on. You're free. Get out of here, kids. And they, they kind of pause and she's like, No, just go. Go. We saved you. Um,
1: Almost like dogs that like don't know where to go. Yeah. And I'm surprised because they they kind of like are looking up to Alita and it's like, what do you want? Yeah. Like almost like they're like, well, we can't like can't go back home. what we're just gonna show up back at HQ and be like, reporting for dirty, sir. Like
0: the Decepticons
1: put them in there. They are Decepticons.
0: I wanted to I'm glad you brought that up because um later on in the episode uh actually not too far it's like two scenes ahead yeah uh, but i'll just talk about it now jetfire uh mentions to um jetfire Alita. mentions to elita one that hey i don't think it's a good idea that we're going and saving all of these decepticons because every Decepticon we we should only be saving Autobots. Because every Decepticon we save just becomes another member of Megatron's army. And I'm like, and it's
1: another it's another potential
0: blaster that, that yeah, can which take I, us out. Which I'm like, but Megatron that the other Decepticons are the ones who imprison them. So when you're like, so what are they going to do now? Like they can't just go back and be like blah blah reporting for duty. And again, so, so that
1: anybody that, following. Anybody f- that's been following us, um, we're always like, ooh, we, we pull apart like each episode of whatever it is we're reviewing. But this is the first time where the little plot hole there is kind of just wasted airtime. Yeah. Because yeah. the conversation, the conflict therein, if you just stop and think about it from a writer's or a viewer's like perspective or whatever, all of those people that they let out, they're not going back to Megatron. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, so why have this conversation taken? So why, so four why have, minutes?
0: So yeah, <laughs> so why, why have this conversation at all? And, uh, if anything, saving these Decepticons, like there's a, like not with probably not with everyone, because I imagine, uh, some of the, these Decepticons will still hate Autobots, but I imagine a lot of these uh Decepticons that they're saving from these like internment camps are going to be like, Hey, uh, we got nowhere else to go. Do you? Do you need? Or are, are, are you guys taking recruits? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at like. look at look at Bombaster in the last season,
1: and <laughs> and uh, Jetfire. Yeah, yeah, and, and jet- maybe they would look up to Jetfire and go. I mean, there's a reason this guy joined them. So, right. And at what point, when you start like rallying up and imprisoning and indeed like killing all of your own people do you go, are we the bad guys? And at what point are you just gonna be hauled into the, the energon right. siphon that we see later? So you'd think, it's like, well, wait a second. Last week there were like 2000 of us. This week there's 800, but the Autobots are gone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's raised that, um, Alita One raises, um, it, it's, a, it's a war economy. Right? Like, a, it's like a fascist, like, economy. and needs a, an enemy to keep the, the war machine going, to keep production going, to, to give people work, like, that kind of thing. And it's like...
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. so... okay. <laughs> yeah, Elita One mentions that, um, yeah, that, uh, oh, because they, they, during this conversation where Jetfire is like, we shouldn't be saving Decepticons, um, she raises the point that uh, the reason why... Uh, uh, uh decepticons are imprisoning uh, uh, and abusing other decepticons is because Megatron Megatron needs an enemy to fight. and now that the the Autobots are gone, he had who else is he gonna fight? And I'm like, you're saying that, but I'm that's not really the impression that I'm getting from what's actually going on in the plot here. So
1: again, it's kind of like wasted,
0: yeah, so I-
1: wasted scene. Yeah. yeah this is just kind it also of... puts contention between oh, wow excuse me <laughs> jetfire and alita one when there doesn't need to be
0: and indeed like by the end of the episode they end up on the same page about everything anyway yeah yeah
1: so like manufact manufactured uh manufactured uh conflict weird yeah, Again, yeah. By the way, very good episode. Like, holy shit! But sometimes, you know, like every single thing that
0: we review, we review, we we give it the try old, to review fair. We give it the old fair shake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of fair shakes, uh, Megatron. We we cut to uh, Megatron, and it seems I. It seems like it's been a while since uh, War for Cybertron Siege ended. There's only—it's hard handful.
1: quite to say, but like there's an imprisonment, internment camps. There's—it
0: seems oh, like yeah. it's been months. Yeah, it seems like it, it's been at least a few months since uh, since the end. Like that's the and, gist I get. That's the gist that I get too. And uh, this Megatron, uh, ha, he's different. I, I dare say he actually seems kind of depressed in in this episode.
1: And indeed, he he is talking to someone himself. Well, we find out that he's actually talking to himself but talking to Magnus.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the, um, the severed, we, at the end of this scene, we find out the, the severed head, dead severed head of Ultra Magnus is just sitting on uh, Megatron's table like uh, Yorick's skull in Hamlet's hand. And indeed, <laughs> it goes to show that he has no friends. And
1: he's more honest in this talk with Magnus, right, and with himself than he ever is in the show. to come and what has passed. Yeah, because he's like, why why did I even start this war? Like he that, he's, that's he's what... like
0: doubting himself, and I'm that's... like, oh, that's never happened before. That's what I mean. The uh, Megatron in this episode, see, like, he seems depressed. Like, he's much more morose than he was last season. Yeah. Like, he, he kind of feels like a, a dude who has lost everything.
1: Yeah, and he starts his, uh, alas, poor uh, Rhinox, I knew him. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew Speech
1: him with, um, From my days working in the mines to my revolution I have fought and won. Uh and what is, he says... I fought for Cybertron. And, like, that's the the ultimate thing. I fought for Cybertron. Right? Like, that's how he is justifying everything. He is fighting for Cybertron.
0: And now uh, Prime has uh, killed is Cybertron by removing the Allspark, which he's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Um, because he's like,
1: now I ask myself,
0: all of this for what? I mean, like, in... um... (laughs) It's interesting because, and we've talked about- And he's not wrong
1: either, because like you said, he's like, because of Prime, we're marooned on a dying world. And I'm like, actually, that's kind of all on Prime, isn't it? That is, yeah.
0: Like, Optimus Prime, like, in his uh, desperation to keep the AllSpark away from Megatron because reasons?
1: You pieces of shit. (laughs) Megatron killed the two people that should have been in charge of Cybertron, which I would argue would be Alpha Trion and Ultra Magnus. Yeah. And I actually think Megatron and uh, Optimus Primal, as good as they are for revolution and for change, uh, like, and as good um, as, uh, as generals as they are, oh boy, howdy, have you guys made the worst decisions? Right. If you had just like threw a dart, right on like a map and chosen any other two leaders, it couldn't have ended this badly. (laughs) Right. Right. Like this is worst case scenario. Like it's genocide. Almost all the like spoilers for um, like Earthrise. Almost all the Decepticons and Autobots are fucking dead.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, what are they even
0: fighting for at this point? indeed toward the end of the episode megatron says uh uh that w- after the autobots are captured our uh our quartet here uh he's like the last remaining four autobots on cybertron which he's wrong because we find out wheeljack and i can't remember who else uh, uh
1: Wheeljack uh was ratchet no ratchet was
0: killed ra- no no ratchets on the ark
1: ratchets on the ark I think it's like RC, a bunch. We see them later. They, they show up later, yeah. But there are Autobots left alive, but it's like a handful. Yeah. And I, it, again, it makes you wonder, like the hundreds, thousands, I'm not quite sure, of Decepticons that are left. Like, they got to like put down their guns and be like, what's going on? Like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Right. Like, are Shockwave and Megatron the bad guys? Like, fucking think for yourselves, my dudes.
0: Speaking of Shockwave, Shockwave, uh after Megatron gives his uh his alas, poor Magnus, I knew him. Uh whoever. <laughs> A la- I knew uh, him, Soundwave. I I yeah, there we go. I alas, poor Magnus, I knew him, Soundwave. After he finishes giving that monologue, uh, Shockwave radios in and tells him that um oh, Megatron,
1: uh, I have some scheming to do with you.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he he mentions that he needs to see him and so they he go he go Megatron goes to see him and they they talk about how uh, uh Shockwave tells him that uh Sector 12 is uh performing uh under their energy output is uh performing under quota and Megatron's just like yeah which one isn't <laughs> They're He's like yeah <laughs> they're they're we're they're all kind of in dire straits. But what and,
1: he's basically saying is, well, we're in the red if we keep that sector online, and we're trying to preserve.
0: Yeah, well, and Shockwave, says, so, Shockwave says they're they're underperforming they're with their energy output, but they could you really use the energy and resources from that sector to put, to keep something called, elusive called Project Nemesis on schedule, which I mentioned earlier. Spoilers, it's a ship. It's a big ship. It's a colonization ship. And what
1: that is essentially saying, and we get a really horrific scene later, is uh, they suck the fucking souls out of all the Autobots and Decepticons they come across and then use their body, throw it in the smelter, fucking melt it down and make a ship.
0: Yep. That's pretty much what they're doing. Um, in a way, this is kind of like Transformers cannibalism. And the, from, if I recall correctly, like the show leans into it even further with Shockwave. Yeah, <laughs> he, he leans further into the Transformer Cybertronian cannibalism. Anybody um,
1: that's been on the the journey from Beast Wars to this point, uh, it's if you look in terms of lives lost, Shockwave is way more evil. He's an evil
0: Nazi scientist. Yeah. Doesn't even hide <laughs> that. But like... Yeah, I get I, I, get a lot of uh, Tarantula vibes, like Tarantula and Shockwave. Uh, yeah. Particularly this version of Shockwave reminds me a lot of Tarantulas. And like
1: always has like a, a plan B and a backup and like a nefarious like scheme and is secretly in it for himself. Yeah. Except like this, like Shockwave's more competent. Yeah, that's true. But like you had said about cannibalism, like that was t- in Beast Wars. That was um, that was Tarantula Man's like thing. He would right. he would literally try to eat the the Maximals. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Disgusting. <laughs> very. Uh, so anyway, so Megatron is like, I don't uh, I I don't know if I want to take this sector offline or not. And Shockwave's like, but need I remind you? We're on a schedule. And he's like, I know. Time is of the essence. <laughs> I know. You're not going to do anything until I decide. I'm going to go check this place out for myself. And so Megatron goes to uh, to Sector 12. And he meets. Man, uh, this is heart. It's heartbreaking. It is, yeah. Because he,
1: he shows up, right, in his tank form by himself. And yeah. uh, the foreman, I guess, the the leader of this section of the the, the factory in section twelve, right? Um, he's like talking with a couple of his his men, and he's like, "Look, like coming. That couldn't be. Oh, it's Lord Megatron here, coming to see us. <clears throat> oh, okay, how do I look? Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh boy, mein Fuhrer is here too." <laughs> and um indeed he like shows up and they're like
0: oh it's him it's him okay Uh, welcome when he shows up too i think it's cool when he shows up like um the shot is like from kind of just behind them and it's angled up and megatron transforms and they really he transforms slower than usual and they really emphasize his transformation and when he like fully goes into robot form how he just towers over them
1: yeah and how the way he enters the scene he kind of like drifts in his tank form and
0: from that drift kind of transforms and it's it's hype i i have the toy of that uh of that megatron it's a it's a really cool figure and uh, what's the gist of it he, he's scoping it out right
1: and uh, the guy's like oh i'll give you a tour come walk with me talk with me uh and he's acting asking him logistics we used to make uh quagma uh sigma cores some they used to make like energy like cells
0: for vehicles or and something. weapons and whatnot and they were um, like the top producer like out of all the sectors but now since the power has been
1: down and all this other things they're just making munitions right um and they're act they're operating at 22 percent and blah 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 And he interrupts, like, this kind of breakdown, and he's like, Lord Megatron, I just want to say, like, I'm your biggest fan. I knew back, like, during, like, the Gladiator, like, days. and you were a champion in the arena. Oh, man. Like, those were so exciting. Man. Anyways, I, (laughs) and I'm just a fan, and I knew back then that you were the one to follow. Mm Mm-hmm. And even though, like, he's like, okay, we're operating at twenty-two percent, but once there's a troop rotation, we can be back up to like forty-five percent. Yeah. And Megatron's like walking around, and he's like, "Where is everyone?"
0: Well, and uh, Shockwave radios him, uh, and Megatron's like, uh, uh, "Give me a minute here. I I need to take this." And Shockwave's like, "Well, can I take? Can I take?" Sector 12 offline, Megatron? Please?
1: Please? He's like, stop calling me, you little shit. I said, "When?" but we're on a schedule. (laughs) And it's like, no, shut fuck off, dude. I need to... I I haven't made a decision
0: yet, and you are going to do nothing until uh, I decide. Stop text bombing me. Lose this number, creep.
1: (laughs) Uh... And he hangs up on him. And he goes, and he finds them, and it's just like, okay, well, where is everyone? And he's like, oh, don't, don't worry about it. And he's like, what's that room? Over there. That's the infirmary. Show me. And he walks in, and he finds out, he asks more statistics. He's like, how many how many of our Decepticons are offline? Uh, sorry. Or um, disabled, dis-
0: or something like uh, that. Um, not, not disabled. Um. It's a
1: dis-work, yeah. <laughs>
0: Derp. How many? How many uh, of your? Uh, uh, how many Decepticons in this facility uh, are, are not fully functional?
1: Are not fully functional. There we
0: go. And he's like, "It's ninety-two percent." And but Megatron those of us, like looks at him. But, but those of us that are uh, able-bodied are more than make up for for everyone. Else. The rest
1: of us, though, we have a go-getter get attitude. We pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps.
0: And, and Megatron Megatron's is- like seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough.
1: And uh again, he like
0: takes off in his like tank form and they're all like
1: goodbye. Oh man but they're they're it all is...
0: like waving at goodbye to him. They're just so excited that their boss came by to uh that their are savior they're just came by to 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 visit right them like and... he's
1: bigger than life like he led the revolutions from them being like a slave cast in the mines he is a hero in like the arena like hot shit like this this guy is like bigger than like Julius Caesar right like he right he's like a a hero god incarnate and then on the horizon he like stops and turns and like looks back at like the the big sector and he's like okay shockwave shut him down and all the lights turn off and indeed in the background you hear like hundreds of individuals like screaming right and I'm like what the f- what the fuck is happening over there so I don't know like life support uh, machinery um maybe it's more than that yeah they bad stuff
0: yeah they they everything got taken offline and uh well it's uh it's uh, no bueno for for sector 12
1: and there's some heartache there I can tell that because later on um when he talks with shockwave again, uh, he's like, "Oh, thanks to Sector Twelve, we're back on schedule, boss." Uh, Megatron's like, "How fortunate for you to be able to remove your emotions, yeah, from doing such like dark necessities." Yeah. So, and he's like, Megatron. The first thing, the the first one of the first things I did uh, was um, disable my uh, emotions chip it was the most logical course of action. So he made himself a, a sociopath.
0: Exactly. Purpose. Yeah, on, on purpose. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Megatron is like struggling with this, like even when he gives the order and even after he's given the order. And like later on at the end of the episode, he's talking with uh, uh, the Autobots that they end up capturing, uh, which we'll get to in a couple minutes here. Uh, he he's doesn't have a lot to
1: live for, folks.
0: He he, just the rage in his voice when, like, uh, what Shockwave is actually doing is revealed. Like the rage in his voice when he's telling, um, uh, Elita one, like, why he's been, the fact that he's been driven to this. Oh yeah, because like
1: he has nobody to fight. He he has everyone to blame, but he has nobody to fight. So he's in this defeated kind of old man, like getting ready to watch everything burn kind of like uh, depressive mindset like you had said
0: right back at the uh, uh, back at uh, the Autobot base uh, Red Alert uh, tells uh, Elita One that they've gotten intel from uh, Steeljaw hmm. which I had to look this up so Steeljaw is one of Blaster's tapes that turns into a cat It's he's he's like Ravage yeah okay a blaster who we haven't seen in this show at all, and indeed we never do. But there is a War for Cybertron uh, blaster toy that came out in the Kingdom One.
1: Right, we saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: we yeah we haven't. We we never see. We him don't at actually all see him in the in this. We cartoon. see him
1: in um, Transformers think, like, the, the Transformers the movie.
0: movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the one who radios uh, when the Decepticons are attacking um, uh, uh, Autobot City, which. We, we, I know we did a commentary for it a long time ago. We should definitely like actually like cover, like, cover Transformers, the movie on yeah, this that podcast. Would be fun.
1: But yeah, he's got little dudes that fight Sandwave's
0: little dudes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And um, they're getting messages from Blaster, one of Blaster's little dudes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steeljaw. Yeah. So the, and and
1: um, they're like, huh, but that's like way far away in this district. Like, that's kind of dangerous.
0: Yeah, he he's infiltrated like deeper uh, than anybody else has before, and they're like, "Hey, this is a this is a big risk." Like, because if we get taken down, I don't like this is it. Then We're this done. is it. But oh, like,
1: there's no one, there's nobody there to rescue us
0: if, if we, we get, get captured. Or... Yeah, there's no one there to rescue us. And, uh, Jetfire, uh, Jetfire and uh, Elita one, like continue arguing. They're yeah. kind of continue their argument from earlier and Jetfire and, is, uh, Jetfire is like this, this is not a good idea. We, we, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't, uh, put our asses on the line for Decepticons. And Elita is like, but you know, we're Autobots. We're the good guys. This is what the good guys do. And I'm and like,
1: she ends with a an interesting note. Um,
0: uh freedom is the right of all sentient beings, which there is we a go Optimus prime quote from g one
1: I, I dig it a lot it's even
0: it's even referenced in that first uh Michael bay movie oh that's right yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah uh and i i like that i dig that again, i'm in alita one's camp uh more than anyone else's
0: yeah I I, think she's
1: made all the right choices and I can't really say that about any anyone
0: else. I I agree with Jetfire in this situation, but I also think I also agree that Elita is Elita One's doing the right thing.
1: That's the thing. The right thing isn't always the smart thing. The smart thing <laughs> <laughs> or the safest. Yeah. Uh, and whereas sometimes uh, the wrong thing. Is well then you're just Optimus Prime or Megatron.
0: Yeah. Just
1: absolutely making the wrong freaking decision again and again and again. But yeah, what do we got here? We got um, oh, I just wanted to point out um war for cybertron has like beautiful 2D, like p- almost painted backgrounds. Oh, it's it's so good in this episode, like the giant drill in this sector.
0: I um actually on that note, uh, in terms of how the show looks, uh, I was thinking this when I was watching it earlier. Uh, Megatron, I really like his texture. He actually like has like he looks metal,
1: uh, met- metallic, um, uh, not like, sheet metal, but um, uh, what's it called? Uh, polished metal. like metal, gun metal or something like that. And there's like gouges in it and blaster burns and bullet I- holes and.
0: The, the texture of uh, uh, the metal, like his metal shell, like straight up actually like looks like, um, like, like gushed steel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which yes, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh,
1: and so what do we find out? We find uh, we do get to see um, Steeljaw. That was his name, right? Steeljaw. But only being tortured to death? What the? F- by Starscream?
0: By, by the Seekers. Yeah. So we find out that this is actually, this is actually a trap. Uh, the Seekers have captured Steeljaw and they've like, they've killed him, but they're like using, using his body, using his body to like transmit a signal to the, uh, to the Autobots. Jesus. <laughs> it's a dirty move, but it it works. The, the Autobots like go to this, uh, go to this base, this base camp. And this is the scene that I was thinking of earlier where they're like. Uh, Chromia has, like, her sniper scope and is like, yeah, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of defense here for such a big facility. It's a little sus. A little sus. And they, her and, uh, Red Alert and Elita 1 kind of all agree that uh, this is probably a trap. And, uh, Elita 1 is like, well, uh, uh, you know, like, should we go in? And Chromia is just like, uh, it's your job to make the tough calls. Uh, it's my job to shoot when you say shoot.
1: And Elita One life. is like,
0: All right, shoot. <laughs> I, 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 snipes, like, um, I like it. Me too. Yeah.
1: And um, they kind of go in on foot. And uh, there's a there's a slobber knocker where they're kind of like surrounded and there's like a gunfight and like guns are
0: knocked out it is a trap they the seekers ambush them right away when they show up the seekers
1: ambush them right away and the reason Jetfire wasn't in the scene is because he was actually in like the the skyline the the clouds and he comes down and there's a really kick-ass scene of him with this like little Plasma yeah, he's blade, he's kicking the so, shit out of them. So
0: there's some uh, Seekers, the the flying pyramid in their flying pyramid mode. Um, I, I've always thought the the Cybertronian forms of the Seekers look so dumb. <laughs> oh, um, you don't? I I think they look pretty cool. <laughs> um, well, they I like them more in this version. I didn't like them in G one because the G one cartoon they literally just looked like flying pyramids with like a rock. <laughs> I, I on recall the that.
1: I, I recall that, yeah. I like them in this because they're kind of sci-fi-ish.
0: I, I actually have a um, a, a, a shattered glass uh, Star Scream in, which is yeah. a, a echo of uh, War for Cybertron Siege Star Scream, but it, it it's the uh, the the Cybertronian jet mode. I also have an Earthrise Star Scream, which is uh, uh, him in his traditional like uh, like F sixteen Earth F sixteen mode. His Earth disguise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, best Star figure ever, in my opinion. Yeah, it's cool. Not, not counting like, um, masterpiece figures or anything like that, because I, I have still haven't taken the plunge and been able to spend literally hundreds of dollars on a single masterpiece figure. We're not there yet, folks. We're not there yet. I don't have. Um, we're many patrons
1: away from being there.
0: Many, many, many patrons. I assure you.
1: Uh, but yeah, there's a slobber knocker and like a, a punch out and like kind of a, a fisticuffs like thing going on, and so, Jetfire saves the day.
0: Yeah, so uh, the seekers are flying in the air. Jetfire like come like descends from like above the the cloud line, transforms, and pulls out his like big blade, lands on one of the seekers, and like stabs it like in the head, basically the front, the yeah, cockpit, brains them, jumps onto another one, one
1: onto another one and slices it in half. It's really cool. Yeah. He cuts the head, the the front off of it, uh, which is another kill shot. And then like flies after the last one and guns, guns him down. It's all really spectacular. And I'm like, man, whatever side this guy is on is winning. Like, cause he's done this like eight times.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he lands and is like, yeah, it's a, a good call for you to, um, keep me to in get, reserve to, yeah. to, to get me to hang back until the the seeker showed up and she's like hey see i make good choices sometimes right yeah eh? <laughs> all right yeah now and every, it's like okay everyone... there's probably more inside uh, here's your favorite part too
1: okay i i'm glad that you they were at this part uh, i had mentioned it in the the preamble um and i'm using it as my my background here. Uh, there's a part where uh, she walks off with Chromia and she's like, "Okay, Autobots, stay alert." And Red Alert turns to uh, Jetfire, and um, he kind of gives him a thumbs up, and he's like, "I'm always alert." And the camera lingers on him wild. for a second. With yeah, <laughs> and the camera ling- lingers on him for <laughs> a second with him like giving him a thumbs up. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck! I actually like started laughing, and I'm like, okay, you know what, writers, good, good job. More, more the more like this, please. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: there, there's a bit. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, and it's coming up too. So, the Seekers capture the the Autobots. They take them prisoner. It's a they- big
1: trap. Um, you know how they were like, oh, there should be way more uh, Decepticons guarding yeah. the space. They're inside waiting for them
0: yeah yeah, it was a trap yeah. um so uh the seekers capture inside from inside the facility capture uh capture the autobots take them to um uh the the arena like the the uh, madison square garden and yeah. megatron is here. and speaking of like little moments i i don't know if you caught this but uh so when the starscream and the seekers bring the autobots to megatron megatron is like Ah, Starscream. Shit. Starscream? Ah, Starscream. For once, you've impressed me. And he starts, like, walking toward. And Starscream, like, has this big smile. And Megatron just walks past him. And then Starscream just, like, hunches <laughs> in
1: disappointment. Because he's like, I <laughs> never thought I'd say this in my life, Starscream. But I'm impressed. <laughs> ah, Lord Megatron. Oh, oh. Yeah, and it's <laughs> just like. He has this huge shit-eating grit, like, you know, like a kid that just, like, got told, like, hey, I'm proud of you, son. Anyway, and (laughs) and walks past him, and just, yeah, like, the the elation moved completely. He deflates
0: on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right on screen. Like, his smile, like, his smile, like, turns to a frown. He hangs his head, his shoulders shrug. (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, shoulders gl- slumped forward. Yeah,
0: I'm glad you caught that because that I did this. Uh, I didn't catch that the first time I watched this episode. I only caught it when I rewatched it today, and that uh, very fucking- recently. Yeah, I caught that Fuck too, and I was crazy. like, <laughs> I, I love uh. that.
1: Yeah, because he doesn't even. He doesn't. He says that he gets proud and has like three seconds of feeling prouds cut off, and then he's all like all right alita won. you know you you've made all the right calls you've been a thorn in my side even i would have followed you
0: and not that, Alita's like not that loser prime
1: not that loser prime and she's all like yeah i uh i wouldn't, you wouldn't have, have, uh you wouldn't have made the team you wouldn't have made the the team and he doesn't, holy shit, did Megatron not
0: like that? There's some good dialogue. Like, there's some good uh, bits in this episode, definitely. Yeah.
1: And he's all like, and Jetfire, the traitor, you're not even worth acknowledging. And man, Jetfire gives him like the, oh, I can't wait to fucking kill your, your ass. Because again, we've been at the, Jetfire has had those moments where he could have taken Megatron out. Right. Much like uh, Magnus. And remember what did he say to him in the hallway that time? Let that be a lesson, Jetfire. Always take the shot.
0: Uh so they, they get taken uh to, to Madison Square Garden and uh Megatron and like Shockwave are talking and Megatron's like this this arena was once the uh the pinnacle of Decepticon uh what is it? Decepticon achievement. Achievement or yeah. And uh, uh Shockwave says, and now it is the, the pinnacle of Decepticon ingenuity. And so Fuck you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the reason he's keeping them alive is essentially to be like, Look, look how evil I am. Let me show you my gas chambers.
0: Yeah, so we find <laughs> out that we, we find out that the um uh Madison Square Garden Madison is Square lined Garden.
1: with thousands. The bleachers.
0: The bleachers are now Decepticon thousands upon thousands of Decepticons in these like tubes, and we get to see uh, Scrapface again, like being put into one of these things. He's like, "No, he's like, but I'm a, I'm a loyal Decepticon, homies, homies, it's me. I was at your John, John.
1: I, I was at your son's bar mitzvah! no." Ah.
0: And the, the seeker that's like loading him into the uh, uh this like gas chamber, Seria just like fucking punches him in the face.
1: And it's like you guys are making a choice right now. But I guess again, the Nazi like parallels, like,
0: yeah, you know, following orders. And uh, Elita One is like, Jesus Christ, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And what he, are you she's doing? like, Hold up, dude. Is, is anything worth this? And he's like, Fuck you, this is Prime's fault. Prime <laughs> drove me to these desperate lengths. He drove me to use my own people, and uh, uh, Elita One is like you're like murdering your own people to just to extract their sparks for energy, and use their bodies for like raw material. Like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> how, how, what is wrong with you? And Megatron's like your concern for my people is un uh, like unwanted or unwarranted or something like that now
1: uh, observe my masterpiece bitch you could have been at my side
0: and so they and
1: the he turns it on because there's this giant core in the center yeah. and then we truly get to witness
0: the horror that is uh extract we, we get to see the uh this uh spark extraction process um, it's extremely painful.
1: Uh, all the Decepticons in the pods like cry out in like terror and right. pain. It's not a painless experience. Uh, they're souls, people. Sparks are souls. Yep. It's it, this has been established. Um, and then in a like horrific like display, these like um n- uh, not whirlwind uh, these Toils. gusts, these gales. Oh, coils, energy coils of all of their sparks whip around in a very beautiful and horrific display when you think that it's all of the souls, like thousands of souls, a soul nato, if you will. Uh, (laughs) And they get sucked into this machine and like all of their bodies kind of like turn into like black husks. And I'm like,
0: what the fuck, dude?
1: If Do do the rest of
0: the Decepticons know about this? Well, obviously, because uh, uh, Megatron, like Megatron, has goons who are rounding all these people up.
1: And like, but like, do the goons that know about the prisons know about what's Ma- Madison Square Garden has been turned into? Is uh, what I'm uh, wondering?
0: Fair enough, yeah.
1: Or do they think they're just being held here? Because if they had witness to this, <laughs> that's. Uh... And again, not to be like everything circles back to Hitler, but. Um the whole point of like chambers or whatever is to remove the points of human interaction. Uh, Stabbing somebody is more personal than shooting somebody, which is why firing squads are there. No one person can be like, I shot him and then further remove people so that they're less psychological damaged is out of sight, out of mind, pull a lever. Oh, I I, I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Right. Right that's, I, I'm feeling like that's what's going on here. Mm. Like, they're, they're putting, putting them up here and shoving them in these chambers, and then they're just kind of like putting their their fingers in their like uh, auditory re- receptors and being like, la la la, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Except that Shockwave and Megatron are uh, bear the burden of like the truth, and one of them is like, goody! And the other one's like, ugh. And he's like losing his his soul, his any compassion, and like you had said, he's like depressed at like the beginning. And it's like, is anything worth
0: this? A uh, uh, very good question, and that's kind of what uh, Elita One asks him as well. And uh, Megatron's like, well, it uh, doesn't matter because the. Uh, uh, this horrible thing that I just had to do. Well, the next time I have to do this, it's going to be uh, uh, extracting Autobots. You and uh, he's like, he's like, take them away. Cause uh, start er, earlier at the beginning of this bit. Like Starscream wanted to to kill Jetfire and Megatron. Oh yeah, he's like,
1: like, please, Dad, let me kill Jetfire.
0: No, don't. He may prove he will prove useful in other ways. Uh, what? <laughs> to to be ex- uh, spark extracted
1: ex- exactly just killing him is a waste
0: of a spark yeah yeah like look at the size of that motherfucker but look you know at this guy know.
1: this guy's worth like th- like at least like thirty rat traps <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the meme of McMahon uh, reacting to um uh fuck that stupid meme where like McMahon's in the chair and he's like. Oh, and he falls backwards
0: Uh, yeah yeah i can't
1: remember who (laughs) uh the episode ends with uh some dudes uh cracking into the hull, into uh an arc arc. yeah it's barely has life support like active
0: we get to we get to meet uh, a few of the the mercenary all right, we'll find out in the next episode. This is the Mercenaries faction. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember who's all there, but, like, I know Thrust is there, Bugbite is there. Um... And
1: they're basically like, well, 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 what, or should I say, who do we have here?
0: Okay, so it's Thrust, Bugbite. I just occurred to me I literally have the TF wiki, like, page oh. <laughs> for this episode open right in front of me. So Mercenaries, Exhaust, Thrust, Bugbite, Ramjet, Dirge, and Double Dealer double dealer yeah bugbite is the 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 guy who looks like a white colored uh bumblebee I was gonna say yeah yeah and uh ramjet i think is the jet with the cone head cone shaped head
1: right uh, one of them is kind of like scrappy looking wheel jack
0: maybe i I
1: can't remember anymore we'll get yeah, that next I, episode
0: I, I... I think that's exhaust. Anyway, oh, exhaust. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the the episode ends with them showing up on the arc, and one of them is like, "Who or what, or should I say, who do we have here?" As who he looks at, "Are you?" As he he looks at uh, Prime, who is like in stasis lock right now.
1: Yeah, and, we don't know uh, why
0: they're in stasis lock. Maybe the the shock of going through the space bridge. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they just made it, but like kind of, but they clearly did because the the arc is okay maybe the explosion of the space bridge um exploded out both ends of the stargate right yeah maybe. That, yeah yeah there we go yeah
0: and remember that uh, transformers go into stasis lock essentially to like protect them to protect themselves protect
1: them from uh energon uh sorry unstable energon um, emps like
0: it, yeah, yeah, anything. It's basically like them being stuck in a like low power mode where they're essentially off until they can be, bare be, 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 with just enough power to keep them alive. But they're um, but they're in a coma. It's
1: like the power source going off before it affects the the motherboard or the the processor, etc. Yeah,
0: yeah. like, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, and that's, that's it. That's the end of the episode, and. That was episode 89 of too much energon here on too much energon. We rate episodes of whatever we're talking about on the too much energon scale, which ranges from not enough energon to a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon. It's basically bad. Okay, good. Uh, Cal, what do you, what do you rate in this episode?
1: Um, like I had said, I feel like I'm repeating myself at at this point, but these small like discrepancies are have never been, oh geez, this ruined the whole episode for me. And the character development and the plot moves at such a pace that like, again, like I I can't see what more I could ask for in like a 25 minute <laughs> cartoon. right So yeah. it gets too much energy on for me. like holy hot damn, are there some feels like some emotional shit and crazy stuff going on in this. So, well really well written one of the better ones
0: yeah i i i'm going to uh, echo that too much energy on for me as well i really like how emotionally conflicted uh, megatron is like um there's a great character work with megatron in this episode the whole stuff with uh Sector 12 was kind of heartbreaking. And Ah, like later on in the episode, if you, if you think of these as more than just robots and think of them as actually like living characters, what Megatron and shockwave are doing is quite horrifying. Yeah. It's quite horrifying, but it's, um, uh, it makes for good television, damn it. So exactly. Yeah. Too much energy on from me. And well, that's it for this week's episode of Too Much Energy On. That's it. Uh if you wanna support us, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Um, I'm going to be uh, re completely redoing the the tier system uh for the Patreon uh within the next uh, week or two here. Uh it's just gonna be a single five dollar tier going forward. Um get, uh, in the very near future. Single five dollar tier is gonna get you preamble audio, it's gonna get you uh comment periodic uh commentary tracks, uh, periodic uh, news shows, and it'll give you the ability to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast, the Lasercomb podcast, which was previously tied to the $10 tier. But as I said, for now, going forward, just a single $5 tier gets you every is going to get you everything we currently offer.
1: Yeah. May introduce it's a good, a good, good change to things. Yeah. Uh, may That's complicated.
0: May re we may re I, may reintroduce a uh, ten dollar tier sometime down the road like a revamped ten dollar tier but uh we'll 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 come to that bridge uh when we we'll come to that space bridge when we when we get to <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah so patreon.com lasercomb uh follow us on facebook facebook.com lasercomb or you can follow the show on Twitter at too much energon or you can follow me at lasercomb cal you are at
1: I am at neo cal on Twitter n e o underscore k a
0: l. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode ninety of Too Much Energy. Ninety episode Ooh ninety. Boy, uh, next week uh, the the countdown to episode one hundred officially begins. So uh, episode ninety next week we'll be talking about uh, War for Cybertron: Earthrise Chapter Two. So keep an eye out for that. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege.
1: And I'm your other host,
0: Neocal. And until next week, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Kill all are one.